0: Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Transformation podcast. Today, I am delighted to welcome Tom Martin, CEO of Glance, to discuss human-guided digital customer service and how to enable successful transformation. Tom, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Susie, for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Tom, you're currently the CEO of Glance and also a CX and contact center strategist, and you have led Glance through a successful I'm going to put in inverted commas pivot phase, uh, culminating with a recent recognition by Gartner in the Gartner hype cycle for customer service and support technologies 2023. So congratulations for that, first of all.
1: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: And I would like to unpack that a little bit in terms of what happened there for you to get there. So, and I'm really happy to discuss this topic with you, particularly on human guided digital CX, because I think it's every business and business leaders challenge today. And I get a lot of questions on how to lead it, how to implement it how to strategize about it so we know that customers today have endless choices when it comes to digital CX and it moves so quickly I don't know chat boxes chatbots databases CRM systems Google search I mean you're talking to a, a tech non geek so <laughs> that's about as far as I go with that but as technology moves on so quickly we are left I feel with this ever-growing challenge of constantly bridging digital and human so can we start there how how does glance go about bridging that gap in terms of CX.
1: yeah you know, the the thing that we've spent a lot of time talking with customers about is really that you know most businesses, even today, even the best businesses, there's uh, there's a physical, you know, more uh, human team, yeah. then there's a digital team. And many times there's a desire to figure out how to work together, and so yeah. they're starting to do some of these pieces but they've not really gotten to that point of like, okay, we're going to be one team. We're not going to be two teams. Mm. We're really going to start to think about how we build an instrument, the journeys that our customers have, the types of experiences that will actually lead them down a road that integrates the physical and the digital together, that really digital plus human uh, Mm. to be able to give them a journey that just never existed before. uh, Because, you realize many businesses have a physical footprint. Yeah, people can walk into the store, and then they're like, "Hey, and we have a a website uh, or a mobile yeah. app, so yeah. you can do those things." And so it's not as if you can like do both. You know, no. you kind of have to be like, "I'm going to do one, and maybe it fails, and you know it's going to fail, and then you switch to the next channel, mm. get a little bit further, then switch to the next channel, and then you pick up the phone." You know, so it's, it's one of those things where we 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 believe that if you can actually bring those worlds together and design journeys that can bring that agent, that specialist into the journey earlier, mm. because we can see and recognize through different levels of attribution that, hey, you know what, this person's doing something important or they've been here before. Let's bring someone who can actually provide that level of guidance, mm. you know, within that brand versus mm. thinking about like navigating out.
0: It's really interesting, though, isn't it? Because COVID sort of massively accelerated this what we're now calling the hybrid model, which is one team in two parts. Let's put it that way. But we're advocating for seeing it as one, one unit, bringing physical and and virtual together. But I think I've seen since COVID sort of stopped, and the post-COVID, we haven't necessarily learnt that much from COVID, apart from how to survive and adapt to you know, a sort of chaotic situation. So now we're we're back to, we've still got a hybrid environment, it's here to stay. And like you say, there's a physical element to that human element, there's a digital element. So I think we're still piecing it together in terms of, you know, from a business perspective, but also from a leadership perspective, what do we do with that from a human perspective? And how do we link the two? So what's your vision, therefore, for I'm going to call it digital CX and human guided digital CX. What would that look like ideally?
1: The world that I envision is one that if you can imagine really being able to find ways, and we could be talking in terms of, think a vertical, it could be finance. It could be like you're applying for a mortgage. Mm. It could be that you're thinking about healthcare, uh, whatever it might be, but you realize that people today, especially because of the pandemic, they realized, and I think this is one of those things that uh, you go back to, like, leaders who uh, are trying to contemplate, like, what's next? And they realize, wow, you know what? People became really familiar with digital. And they said, you know, it actually works pretty well. But it's still that gap that can't be fulfilled by digital because you realize, hey, you know what? I, I now can trade anything in my uh, stock portfolio, but I still need help figuring out like, what should I trade? So I do all the mechanics. I know how to use it. I've got the app. I've become really proficient at the mechanical components, but it's like, could someone help me with an allocation-based portfolio? And so what so many leaders have realized is like, the pandemic is pretty much like, I don't know if it's over, but it's, it's now at a suppressed level where, Mm are like, okay, people are going back into stores and leaders are going, gosh, you know what just isn't happening. People have come back, but they're not coming back at a, at a level that uh, yeah. they were comfortable with. And people are like leaning into digital. So part of this vision is really recognizing that because people are so familiar with digital, they want to start digital. But there's that acceleration point when suddenly things start to get more complex, maybe even more technical, you're not doing things. As frequently, and you're like, there's this intersection where you start digitally, and then you're like, now it's time to actually speak with someone. And if That's you if you go back to you know looking at some things that were done just recently, you, PwC did this you know study, and they said, hey, let's get over this uh, generational categorization because yes. millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Ys, they actually want to talk with human beings more so than really any other generation. People are like, I don't believe it. They want to start digital, but they, when they get to that end of the, their journey, they're like, you know what? I've come up with three great options. Can someone really talk me through it? And mm. it's not uh, an evaluation of product, feature, or price. It becomes really about you know, a lot of other complexities in someone's life to sit there and be like, is this the right thing for me? And mm. so you want to be able to speak with a human being because one, AI, other tools can wiggle things down down to like a, a really good decision, but you haven't revealed every little nuance of your life for some you know, automated yeah. system to be like, aha, we've got just the right thing for you. And so yeah. that's where you, know, you realize that people still wanna do business with people they know, like, and trust. And yeah. oftentimes humans are the face of a business.
0: And like you say, it's a basic human need, isn't it? Whichever generation you're from, I I wholly believe that. And I think that one of the most frustrating things personally Around platform-based systems is you can't get to speak to somebody human when you actually when you actually need to converse on something that maybe isn't held in the parameters of what they've been asking you or what the chatbot can can play back to you or, or things like that. So, you know, that's about also leveraging the workflows, isn't it? It's about leveraging workflows to enable this in-the-moment human guidance. Now, if I look at, I've seen a lot of CX journeys on a wall. I've seen a lot of user EX journeys on a wall. So how do you get from that to an optimized workflow where actually I as a human can intervene if I need to? What happens there?
1: Yeah. So uh, imagine you're going through a workflow and as you start to get through it, when I talk about attributions, there's things that we can understand about the person when they step onto that digital footprint. We're like, Have they been here before when was the last time they were here can we understand enough about who they are so that we can sit there and go you know what they're at a difficult spot you know Mm. we're working with a financial institution that spends millions of dollars to get people into a a workflow and it's for applying for a, a loan and a mortgage and you realize that they've put all these wonderful tools to help people understand like what's available? Is there a comparison tool? Is there a pre-qualification? Can I get a monthly estimator? All these things to get people to like hit the apply button, but yeah. only only like one in four actually who hit the apply button actually hit submit. And you realize that's where the emotions come up. And so yeah. if you start to build a journey, you know, where we start to really think, you know, and this is a little bit of the, the future of looking at attributions to then say, you know what, we're gonna make an offer to say, you know what, Susie, Tom's available, he's right here who can right. guide you through this. And you can be like, wow, so now I've whittled down to mm. a few questions. there is an expert available, click. And within that brand, within that, you know, workflow, you can mm. suddenly have a collaboration with another human being who can see exactly where you are, can then you know highlight gesture, guide. Mm. And you realize that like one of the things that we've realized about video, especially done in a workflow, is you know, people start to get anxious. You know, people yes. start to get emotional about a decision mm. uh, because of the duration or the value that the uh, of money that they're going to spend. And when you are able to connect with a human being, even on video, you're like, it de-escalates the call. It like is a calming, you know, yeah. element. And so our our belief is that the future is that all journeys are going to blend these things together. And through technology, we're going to learn enough about the customer to say this is when they need to speak with a human being. We're not going to allow them to fail the channel mm. and mm. then be like, "Where's the number? I'm just going to call." Mm. We're going to see those things and we're going to blend them together. So it's really you know, a blending into this, you know,
0: other channel
1: that doesn't mm. exist today uh, mm. that uh, we're really talking about.
0: It's interesting, isn't it, Tom, when we were talking a little bit before the show around that gap between digital and human often gets filled with fear. And that's exactly what you're saying in terms of why we need to interact with other humans to have a discussion, but also to be reassured that, you know, it's there's quite a lot of, I think here there's two priorities, there's FOMO, So everyone's doing it. That customer journey looks great. That will help our sales. That will help our business. I want to do that. And the opposite side of that, which is, oh, as a senior leadership team, we're not quite sure what that means. We don't want to say we don't know. We're a little bit scared to step into the unknown. So what do you see as trends around that? And how do you go around um, holding a space, I suppose, Tom, so that that they can actually get used to filling the gap with something other than, oh, I don't know.
1: Well, so um, I want to talk about just the human side, you know, which is like, how do you you realize that like, when you hire people, especially to work with customers, you're looking for people who demonstrate and have the ability to deliver empathy. Yes, know?
0: absolutely. And yeah.
1: I always think about like one of the tenets of uh, of a great experience. You know, thinking about especially from a, an effectiveness is like having someone who can be empathetic, but also is empowered to be able to like solve a problem like that to me is you can't just have empathy without you know the ability to solve a problem and so recognizing that you know you're taking customers down a digital path why Mm -hmm. because it's more efficient they can do it 24 7 and many of these journeys can be solved you know from start to finish digitally but there's all these other ones that potentially could have better outcomes when you bring that human element. And so when you think about your, your team, you're hiring these people, but yet you also have to be able to bring them along and give them and empower them with technology that suddenly is a Wow, I'm connecting with Susie. I can see exactly where she is. She's Mm. at the hard spot, and so it's not about this like different questions that you're asking to understand like where are you? I know you've been on the website. I know you've been going through this workflow. You're doing it for 30 minutes. So (laughs) they're like, man, you're at the hard spot. Why am I getting you through? We'll do this together. Mm. And so you know, you realize that there's there's almost three different sort of models. You know, there's the do it yourself, the DIY. Mm. There's the do it for you. Uh, But this space in between that we're really talking about is like doing it together. And Mm. you realize that uh, if we can change the way we think about the business, why? Because every business is thinking about how do I improve conversion rates? How do I provide that little bit of human touch? Because we know that when people connect with other human beings, what happens is loyalty goes up. And I talk to people about, like, what's their best experience? Mm. What's a company that you love doing? And they get all excited. Like, there's, like, a rush of emotion talking Mm. about this company. I'm like, hey, if if they uh, started selling cars, would you buy one? I would. Yeah. Uh, I even, like, asked them, I'm like, what if it's a three-wheel car? Uh, What if they sold insurance? What if they sold these things? And people are like, I would buy it. Why? Because, the experience I've had is so attractive, so I'm so loyal to mm. having that type of an experience. I'm willing to buy other products solely because of how they treat me and how I'm able to engage. They value mm. my time,
0: mm. and it's so interesting, isn't it? For me, it's another uh, manifestation of the shift from individual to collective, which is for me what also interconnection and di- digital brings with it. So, do it yourself or do it for you. <laughs> it's quite individual and it's not scalable. As for me, it's sort of Right. Right. So the do it together I'm hearing is where people need to be and of course there isn't one model one size fits all for do it together but the do it together approach is what I'm hearing will bring more value and more sustainable transformation if I look at how people are working currently and looking to work with their customers.
1: Absolutely. And the exciting part about you know like do it together is that you know the technology that is starting to emerge is really going to be the foundation for how we can do this really effectively. Mm. And mm. you're starting to see things, you know, we talk about like chatbots, but you really start to think about, you know, how AI is able to understand rapidly you know, pull a lot of information together to create, you know, and make a determination as to be like, this person would benefit from speaking with a human being. You're like, how do you create the do it together space? You know, dynamically and thinking about not just like personalization, but individualization Mm. about like me personally. And, you know, many businesses, for whatever reason, you know, become a bit of a labyrinth. You know, Mm. you have to come in (laughs) left, right, and Mm. depending on where you are, it's not straight. And I always think about if you're in Europe, everybody needs an autobahn the left lane (laughs) clear. it's fast Uh, you know here in the u.s it's like everyone needs an hov lane and so how do you create that like hov lane which is that personalized experience that someone's going to have and when you think about how ai can do it ai can help build mm -hmm. you know that model Mm -hmm. that understands like where the customer is and allows us to bring the agent way forward in the journey depending mm. on who they are and where they are and you know all these other uh, elements of like have they been st- are they stuck mm. so instead of waiting for them to fail we'll find that person to to bring in and on the same side you realize that to bring your employees up to speed you know i think this is where where we're seeing uh, lots of of great things starting to emerge which is how do you think about you know ai as a way to help your agents do what they do best. For me, I want to sit there and focus intently on you. And I don't necessarily want to have to be swivel chairing to be like, hold on, Susie, let me look this thing up. Yeah, Um, yeah. Find information. So you think about, you know, natural language translation, Mm. all this type of stuff that could be working in parallel. So you Mm. have, you know, like an AI that's becoming, you know, this parallel path that's working on my behalf to make me not just a, a good specialist, but a super specialist, a super mm. agent. So in, in that parallel path, it's finding information, it's pulling up you know maybe offers, technical documentation, whatever it might be, so that I can focus intently on our conversation, but also have all this information at the ready to be able to deliver that experience efficiently.
0: Mm. And that's great because it's a great segue into two questions I had. One of them was on AI. So what what does the onset of generative AI change from what you do? So therefore, what does it change for the human-guided digital customer experience and upskilling? But let's do AI first. So you've already given some examples of what it can do for for you, but does it have any sort of changes to your vision and the way digital CX is going to evolve?
1: I think AI is going to really, I mean, for one, sure, it's going to be disruptive. Um, But I also think that it's going to help people get a lot of the lower hanging fruit, you know, Mm -hmm. the easier questions. But let's just say it's going to help customers be able to get farther down the journey to understand now that if if I'm going to want to talk with someone, can I get enough information? Can I understand enough about the topic so that I can have a really productive conversation with someone? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily see this as like, oh, it's going to, you know, remove, it's going to like, uh, our, our jobs going to be disrupted? Yes. Uh, but it means that, you know, the people that were doing stuff that AI can do probably need to do something else, which becomes much more higher value and yeah. recognizing that. What if, you know, what if one of our goals is to drive people to actually speak with human beings? But we're not going to just drive them in the beginning. We're going to let AI do the work to be able to engage them to get the right information to help them navigate through a workflow. And when they get to a, like an important decision, we sit there and be like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, this is the right time to speak with a specialist or a, or an agent, an expert." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do we do that? So to me, I see AI as being really helpful to be able to you know prune down you know the right most highest value opportunities to connect uh, with another human being.
0: Mm. And which is a great way of using what AI offers in terms of value creation in a process in business. How do people react to that, your customers, when you suggest that? Because AI for me is a little bit, there's quite a fear around AI and particularly generative AI around putting business information in there, letting it Flow down from the process top down without having any human intervention until we decide that there is human intervention. So, I'm interested now to come back to the other discussion around fear, around yeah. how customers react to that idea of AI doing that for them.
1: I think one of the fears that we uh, talk about you know, and hear from our customers is that if you just let something run, it can kind of run amok. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So they're they're afraid that it's like someone's going to start and it's going to like deliver. Good value, but the longer uh, that conversation or interaction happens, it starts to wane. You know, then mm. you know this customer satisfaction starts to tail off. And if it's not, if it's <laughs> if it's not kept within check, oftentimes it's like it turns into not a great experience. And so mm. I think the the fear is is like, how do we put it in enough, but be able to shift gears automatically to sit there and be like, you know what? I don't have the answer, but I have a specialist available right now to then elevate that conversation. And, you know, th- that sort of uh, transmission, that shifting mm. between modalities, there are some things that people are trying to do, but they're very mechanical. It's very much of like, you have to get to the stage before it's going to make that offer. You know, we're talking about something that's going to actually follow along and then say, you know what, this is a great time mm. so that, you know, when we think about like, starting with ai and ending with a human being we're not completely there and so we we really spend time to talk with people to be like here's how to do the implementation here's how to design the journey mm-hmm. so that you're giving people the ability to you know exit out of it to be able to elevate the conversation so i think that's the probably one of the biggest fears is like what if we don't get the results what if we create a bigger problem mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people think of AI as like, look, we're going to deflect yes. call, we're going to push people over here, uh, when in fact it could be hurting the business.
0: Mm. And in fact, it's a bigger problem that we don't necessarily understand, isn't it? So, so we're back to that. Oh, what what's in that box? And if I look, if I take that to upskilling, therefore, Tom, what do you, what does that mean for upskilling? Because there are two levels to this, aren't there? If I just take what we're discussing, there's the designed customer journey. There's a strategic level. So what's our strategy for digital CX? And then there's an operational, more sort of implementation level of, so what does it mean for the people in that journey and how they interact with their customers? What does it mean for upskilling there? Is it just about training or is is that because, for me, it takes a different culture, of course. It changes completely the way we interact with each other and with our customers. What are you seeing and what's your vision, if you like, for the upskilling around human-guided digital CX?
1: this is one of those things where many different business units or departments are often, and I, I would say they're, they're stuck still thinking yeah. about like, this is what I've got to manage. This is the part of the journey that I own. And so I'm trying to make this part uh, better. And, and so <laughs> you know, they they haven't gotten to the point of like, what if we don't want to have this part of the journey ever? Like mm-hmm. what if, you know, and so oftentimes because businesses have different owners of different segments Mm -hmm. of the journey, finding businesses where you have someone who is either a chief experience, chief design, you know, chief customer, Mm -hmm. who's really thinking about you know, the start and the finish, the entire journey uh, from just bringing a customer on all the way through onboarding and service, et cetera, who can then say, wow, you know what, we're going to redesign this journey. When you're dealing with people that are trying to just solve their little problem, Mm. you can make improvements, but you miss out on the larger piece of like, what if we actually want to build a different journey? Completely. (laughs) Like completely Uh, different. (laughs) Right. And so this is where, uh, to me, the the part of engaging people really at a design level as really, really thinking about like, how could we reimagine what we do versus getting down into a business unit that's owning one piece? Like I own the contact center or I own the website Mm. or I own the digital engagement, you know, from social or chat or Mm. what have you. Oftentimes, you know, people are like, I'm going to try to improve that piece versus the entire journey. And so that's, that's an area that we really, we try to help people out, you know, in their area, but we start to drive up a better conversation about like, let's really rethink this uh, entirely. And there's a lot of resistance because people own different parts of of the journey today.
0: Yeah. Which brings me to the idea of integration. You know, how do people, so I've got two questions. The first one is when you do that and you get them to actually imagine an end-to-end journey altogether. How radically different does that journey look from the one they're doing today in terms of silos, because most organizations are still designed in silos, aren't they? even if they've learned to work collaboratively, it's still a silo mentality of as you well said, I own this part, I own that part. you can do this part. I'm interested in what you're doing, but this is not my part,
1: yeah, this is where the 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 hope of of you know when you think about like cloud native mm. and You know, having systems, tools, environments that uh, your experts and agents are working in, as well as the customer. Mm. You know, the idea of being able to sit there and be like, wow, you know, cloud native allows us to bring in some of the best of breed to be able to really bring a different journey to life. And I think that's where, you know, working with a lot of existing systems sometimes has limiting factors. And Mm. so, you know, when we think about this, suddenly you're like, what if, you know, for, uh, imagine retail where someone starts digitally and, you know, when they need help, they connect with an expert. But that expert is, instead of going to a call center, gets routed to the closest store. And you're now having someone on the floor who picks up the call and is like, oh, Susie, I see you're looking at this clothing or this product. Mm. You know, we have it in stock. Let me go and show it to you. And you can go and take a look at it. Is it the right color? Is it does it fit this? hey, I'm looking to connect it with these things. Oh, you know what, they're over here. Let me show you how that works. Mm. And I see you're only this far away. Should I put it in, should I put it aside so you can swing by the store, you know, or does it help you then help them finish processing, you know, that uh, order or purchase, what have you. But that's where suddenly you're like, this journey has never existed it's going to bring all the technologies and systems that you know have been in place today but we're going to reimagine it it's going to be a new recipe
0: mm. so in a way because you know that's always one of the big questions in digital transformation of whatever is legacy systems okay so and the larger the organization <laughs> the more the legacy systems and always about well we need to take the legacy systems into account but what i'm hearing is we completely redesign it and then look which part of legacy systems fit in and can be integrated and then we look at other systems databases to look at how we yeah. can actually deliver the design journey is that right
1: yeah yes and I, and and just to uh, highlight the point of you know especially in the enterprise we're not going to sit there and require or just businesses aren't going to just replace legacy systems what they're trying no. to do is, how do i extend them i yes. I, I don't want to have to like forklift upgrade or you know have a lot of stranded investment. It's really about like how do I put something on top? You know, mm-hmm. How do I put something on top that brings all of these assets and investments that we've made as a business um, and helps orchestrate them? You know, you mm-hmm. really think about like a symphony. You mm-hmm. know, we have all these instruments, mm-hmm. and how do I bring them together to play this wonderful music? And so it's really about creating that orchestration layer that we think about, which is the way mm-hmm. to bring these different elements to life. So you're building a journey on top of them versus mm. versus through them. Because yeah. when you're building through those things, you know, you've got the limiting factors of each of those systems. But when you build on top of them, you can pull out the best of each.
0: Mm. And then just if, if I take your analogy, because I'm a cellist in an orchestra, but if, if I take your analogy, what are the moments that matter? Where does it vibrate the most? And therefore, where do we need human intervention on top of those systems?
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. And okay. reconnecting the AI is; it like yeah. can help find those moments and yeah. recognize those moments because those moments exist. It's now yeah. a matter of like uh, awareness and mm. awareness of those moments to be like, "Aha! Let's bring that person in."
0: Mm. Interesting. And if and if I just take you back to your role as CEO in Glance and the pivotal moment that you went through, what is the most transformative thing that you did? in the human dimension of that to get Glance to pivot as an organization towards a different way of functioning and thinking.
1: As we went through this transformation, Mm -hmm. we realized that so much of technology was about thinking about like getting someone into a session outside. And this Mm -hmm. is what I think about like, here we are, we're using Zoom, we have to go to Zoom. And now we're inside of Zoom. But customers don't want to be uh, they've they've invested time they've started inside of uh, a branded journey it could be inside mm-hmm. of a mobile app you think about outside the us you know you're inside of a mobile app mm. and you realize you're like why do i want to leave that you know why mm. do i want to leave that to go to something else and mm. so we started talking to customers about the going we need we need to reduce the level of friction mm. so we need to think about this more in terms of how do we extend an experience through, you know, our brand, how do we, mm. our, how does our brand bring in collaboration that we're experiencing here inside of Zoom or others to be able to help customers through that journey? So it's mm. not as if we're going to have these two different worlds. Yeah. And so we really started to think about how, you know, because digital is uh, that n- natural motion that people are going through, We it became a flipping of the of the equation. Not me showing you some. It's about me connecting with you for you to show me things to Mm. help you guide. And so it was really a flip from Mm. thinking about the showing to actually being able to see into really guiding.
0: Mm. So really that experiential moment of do it together, if we come back to what we were talking about before. Yes, exactly. Okay, super. I would like to ask you if you have any last recommendations or call to actions for organizations, leaders and our listeners looking to optimize their digital customer journey thinking. Okay. Where do I start?
1: Yeah. Um I think one of the 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 first places to start is to sit there and say where can I help our customers, you know, the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and recognize that you have the ability to insert a human being into a lot of digital journeys today right now. Mm-hmm. Like you can mm-hmm. sit there and go where can I have the most impact and recognize that if people feel that through a digital journey, they can get connected with it, a real human being, you know, in the moment at, uh, at any time, you know, that becomes suddenly really uh, an important aspect to just figuring out how to connect those worlds together. And it's not just like chat, because chat, mm-hmm. you know, chat is everywhere, chatbots are mm-hmm. are all over the place. But if you take a look at companies that recognize that when you get to a certain part of the journey the human person becomes an available piece. And so to really think about, you know, how do you maximize the investment that you're making in human people and human capital, people that are there, and also recognizing, you know, where the friction points and where people navigate and abandoned journeys to be able to bring and focus that attention right there. Mm,
0: so intentionally designing for human intervention somewhere in that process.
1: Yeah, that's okay. that's to me like the best place to start. Because that will open up the opportunity to really start to say is there a better journey here mm-hmm. we're really helping customers complete yeah. existing journeys and through that work of like just helping people co- com, you know, complete an existing journey you then learn how we may be able to transform that journey how we might be able to create a completely different journey based on that learning to drive a better outcome for the mm-hmm. business and
0: customers mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm going to leave our listeners with that thought of maybe creating a completely different and a better outcome for their business. Tom, thank you so much for sharing your experience, your stories. Where can people find out more about you, Glance, and what you do?
1: Feel free to connect me uh, with me on LinkedIn
0: uh, or go to our website, okay.
1: glance.cx.
0: Okay, super. Thank you. Thanks for a great conversation.
1: Thank you, Susie.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode and the insights and learning it gave you. And it's bye from me for now and see you soon for the next episode of Let's Talk Transformation.